Are you free this morning, church? Who is free this morning? Amen. Who's free this morning? Amen. Why are we free? Why are we free? The cross of Christ. One of the greatest, the greatest event in history. We were all darkness, every one of us. None of us are without fault. We were all against God. And without the cross of Christ, salvation would not be possible. Who is free this morning? Lord, we thank you of the great gift of salvation, Lord. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit to fill us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you don't save us just for us to be free, but that we might be a light to others. Because you shine that lightness in the darkness, and the darkness can't comprehend. It must flee. And we're grateful for that, Lord. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your power, Lord. You are so good to us. You are so amazing. Thank you. Amen. Hmm. Don't you love worship? Isn't it one of the greatest gifts um, as believers that we can have or to share in together? Well, I'm filling in for Gary. My name is Derek, for you who don't know me. Um, just to give you a little background, I'm standing over here because I'm not as tall as Gary, so. <laughs> um, um, you know, growing up, I grew up in a uh, Lutheran church. Um, how I came to believe in Jesus there is beyond me. <laughs> I'm kidding, but um, I did come to actually believe in Jesus as a kid. Um, did I accept Jesus? Was he my life? I can't say that he was, honestly, but I believed in the name. There's something about Jesus when I was young that just made sense. Like the name Jesus ring true, like in the darkness. In any place you are when you think of the name Jesus, there's just something about the name, isn't there? There's, just some, there's some power, there's some love behind it. Um, I believe that God calls us for a purpose. You guys believe that? Yes. For a purpose. As I said earlier, he didn't call us so that we could go to heaven alone. And what I mean by that is God has called us out of this darkness into a light that we can become the hands and feet of Jesus. You guys believe that this morning? I believe that. You see, it's not a selfish salvation. It's not something that we receive from Jesus. He says, now take it. Go bury the coin, right? Um, go hide it. Um, hide your salvation. Don't let anybody see it. It's not for them. It's for you. Is that the salvation message? It's not the salvation message. 
So us who have come to Jesus, and I believe and hope that all of us here have, have been called because of a very specific purpose. I'm going to be in Ephesians 2. We're going to go to um, um, verse 1. If you guys have your Bibles, you can turn there if you would like. How many agree that the world is growing increasingly dark? Is it ever? The world seems to be dissipating before our eyes, and what we once um, held true and what we once held is being destroyed in front of us. Is it not? And how, how many, does that discourage you this morning? Does the evilness in the world and the darkness that's overtaken it, does it discourage you? It discourages me. And I know if I were to let that discouragement keep me from my due purpose of being a Christian, I would not have any effect. I won't be able to help the world at all because I believe we all can help in this dark time. You guys believe that this morning? If we get discouraged and let the darkness overtake us in our Christian lives, we won't be effective. It's important that we remember who we serve. It's important to remember who went through more darkness than anything, than anybody. This. This is the encouragement for us all that even in a dark world, we know that we can... Paul says that um, I identify with the sufferings of Christ. Well, what's that mean? It means that whatever I go through, whatever darkness I'm going through, I can still identify with Christ and still be a light in the darkness. Amen? Amen. The light. Are you light this morning? Are you light this morning? And you are dead in your trespasses and sins. Ephesians 2, 1, in which you formerly, he's talking to us, right? In which you formerly walked according to the course of the world. What's the course of the world today? Hmm? It's evil. It's darkness. But can I tell you something? When Paul wrote this, it was evil then too. You hear me? It was evil then too. And how many knows that when, when darkness expound, when darkness grows, that grace grows even more? Amen? Amen. In the face of darkness, grace, that's oh, so powerful. According to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Is it the world? Yes. Is there more behind it? Yes. You see, we battle not against flesh and blood. If we focus on the flesh and blood, we will be discouraged. If we focus on the natural events in this world without realizing there's a spiritual force behind it, we will get discouraged. It's actually, it makes me actually more excited to know that we have an an invisible enemy. Why? Because I know that the Bible on the other side is so true as well. Yeah? We battle not against flesh and blood, but the principalities in the air. Well, guess what? He conquered that. He conquered that. 
So instead of fighting the physical battles, we battle in the spirit, do we not? He says, you were dead. You were darkness. I was darkness. And then what does Paul say in verse 3? Among them, we too all, we too all, Paul is identifying one of the greatest conversion experiences in the history of the world with Saul on the road to Damascus when Jesus came down and reached out his grace to him. But he didn't say he's better than us, did he? He says, no, I identify with you. We are all darkness. We were all in the dark. Hmm. And God comes to us without judgment. Without judgment. Whatever your darkness was in your past, before you knew Jesus, he came down and he reached his grace into your dark life and said, I want you. I want you. I had a dark past. I had a dark life. You know, I, I look back and I see that the enemy was, seemed to always be against me, always wanting to take my soul, wanting to take my physical body, even before conception, before I was conceived. My dad was in a, a nasty motorcycle accident, nasty, he never should have lived through it. Never should have lived for it. He had to learn how to walk. He had to learn how to talk. And I look to that and I think, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual powers in the, in the air. Before I was even conceived, this, conceived, the enemy had an agenda against my life. Because if my dad had died, I would not be here today. My birth... I, um, my dad tells me this story of having the minister come to the hospital and, and you guys know what they, when they read you your last rites? That's not a good thing. <laughs> that means you may not make it. Um, they didn't know if I was going to survive my birth. They did not know if I was going to. And I see that as, as the enemy wanting to come down and disrupt, disrupt, disrupt what God is planning. He don't want us here this morning. He wants us in the darkness, does he not? The enemy wants us in the darkness. He wants us to flee from God. You're not good enough. Hmm. Two and a half years old, car accident. Me, my two sisters, my mother, and my father. And I don't always get emotional when I'm talking to like Jenna about this stuff, but I was telling her that when you're up here and you're speaking and being vulnerable to a people in a group, it just kind of brings up those senses, if you know what I mean. It brings up those emotions. Me and my dad were flowing to um, St. Mary's. I was in critical condition, so was he. How many knows that the enemy had an agenda against my life? 
How many know that the enemy has an agenda against your life? My mom died that day. Instant death. And I look at all these experiences and all the trauma and all the disheartening experiences in my life. And the enemy could use that and he could say, God's not real. Why did he let you experience all that? Mm. Has he told you that before? Does the enemy talk to you and try to deceive you? He does to me. He's crafty. I lost my mom that day. I could have said, forget it. There's no way this God is real. You were once in darkness. You were once in darkness. You were once in darkness. I was once in darkness. My whole teenage life was of drugs and alcohol and everything else you can think of. My life was dark. <clears throat> dark. And to tell you what methamphetamines can do to a person, how it changes the brain, how somebody on meth sees the world, it's hard to explain without the experience. But I want to tell you, I lived that darkness. There was no life. No life. Depression. I didn't think I'd live. I didn't think I could make it through the world. How many know that the enemy has an agenda? That even in our darkness, the enemy is still taking pot shots. He's still... Verse 4. Verse 4 has the two most powerful words in Scripture, in my opinion. In my opinion. If I were to, if I were to, if somebody asked me to take two words out of Scripture that would mean the most to me, what would that be? But God. But God. Let's talk about grace this morning. Because grace is the thing that separates the darkness from the light. Grace. But God, in your darkness, when you were dead, God, without judgment, reached his hand to you and I. Did he not? in the darkness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Grace is something that we say at the dinner table. <laughs> right? We kind of, we lose sight of the power and the, and the ability of what grace can do for us. We lose sight of it, I think, sometimes. Because grace is one of the most powerful, powerful acts of God in our lives. Grace. Verse 8. For by what? Grace. For by what? Grace. For by what? Grace. Thank you for that grace. 
For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is what? The gift of God. What has God given you today? Grace. 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 Isn't that, oh, it just feels so good to say, Jesus, thank you for your grace. Mm. I was once darkness. I was dead. I could not accept you without the grace being extended to me. Thank you, Jesus, for that grace. Amen? The grace. And grace just isn't, it just isn't salvation. Grace is more than that. Because if you read on, it says, for we are his workmanship, verse 10, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Can I work my way to heaven? No, I can't. But I'll tell you what. Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. It doesn't say that we might walk in them. It doesn't say you have the option to walk in them. When God came down into the darkness of your life and extended his grace, and you accepted the call, he gave you his grace which is our ability to do good. Mm. Grace empowers us to be his workmanship. Amen? Grace. Darkness, light, grace. Darkness, light, grace. It separates them. It separates them. Ephesians 5, 8 says, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the light, in the Lord. And it says, Walk as children of light. Well, why do I bring this up when talking about the world and its darkness? Because that which you experience on your salvation day, many in the world have not. Many in the world have not. And it's disheartening to me because Jesus wants no one to perish, does he not? And it seems like we write off a lot of the world because it's just too dark and too gloomy. I want to stay in my spot. I want to stay in my place in Cross Lake. I want to stay in my place in Brainerd. What can I do in such a dark place? Grace. You have the power. Darkness can't overrun you. Grace is your ability to be a light in the world. Paul says, walk as children of light. I remember um, at my job, you know, I work at Teen Challenge. Um, I try to be a light in the darkness to these men who have dealt with addictions and, and all this stuff. And I remember I was wearing my, my sweater and it said, Jesus saves right here. It said, Jesus saves. And I'm not going to say who, but somebody who was above me said, I could never wear that. I'm not going to talk about who because it's not important because I understand that people are in different walks of their faith, different walks of their life. But I thought to myself, this is one way that we can reach the darkness. Just by simple phrases like Jesus saves. How many have a Facebook account here? Jesus is a light you can write on your wall. And just like that, people who 
do not really believe in the name of Jesus, who knows, that could be his grace extended to them right there. You see, before internet and all technology, we actually had to make an effort to go out and do these things, did we not? But now, through technology, you know, technology can be evil, but it's also a gift from God because we are able to reach so much more people. The grace, we are his workmanship. Walk as children of light. Not just walk the physical walk. No, walk the spiritual walk. And we can do that on the walls of Facebook and, and on the walls of Twitter. And, and we can show this beautiful thing that God has given us to reach other people who are lost. Isn't that beautiful? Just simple things we can do in our lives, simple things we can do daily to reach a growing darkness in this world. We can reach these people, can we not? This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, right? These kids learn this at an early age. We learn that as an early age, haven't we, if we've been in the church that long? This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, right? Lord, help me let, help, let the light shine in my life so that the dark can see. Those who need Jesus need to hear from us, his people. They have to. What other way is there for them? What other way was there for me? What other way was, it, was there for you and for you and for you and for you, 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 right? What other way was there? Because there was people faithful to be the hands and the feet of Jesus, to share the love of Christ. And in that moment when God reached down without judgment and said, come my child, and we accepted the grace. We as a church need to be the light in this world, amen? Maybe you want the light this morning. Maybe you don't have the light. Maybe, maybe you really, truly haven't accepted Jesus in your life. Today, I believe all of us here have. Maybe you feel your life currently isn't measuring up. Because mm, that can be a deterrent, can it? Yeah, I believe in Jesus, but my life, I mean, do I really have the okay to speak into somebody's life the way I'm living today? Or maybe it's just boldness that we're seeking. Where's that boldness come from? God, the grace. Maybe you want more of that boldness. And I believe today that we can call out to Jesus and say, God, this world is so dark, but I know that I too were darkness. I want them to see the light like I see the light. Lord, help me this morning. Can we all pray just to ourselves and just say, Lord, help me this morning. Help me this morning, Lord. While I'm sitting here and blessed, 
and save, Lord. There's many in darkness, Lord. And I know, Lord, that you called me out of darkness into light so that I can walk in your power, so that I can be light to the darkness. Give us the boldness today, this morning, Lord. Anything in our lives that are not of you, Lord, I pray, God, that you would just help us defeat them so that we can be a light to this generation. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for grace. Help us be the light in this dark world, Lord.